The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, here we go with the voluntary reaction post-game show as Tennessee falls tonight in Gainesville, 67-54. to 54. We drink, ladies and gentlemen, from the keg of despair. It has been a while, but alas, here we are on a night when Tennessee shoots 28% from the field. Not going to get it done. 20% from three-point range. Not going to get it done. Five of 25 just chucking blindly, panicking at the end of the game. is an ugly scene in Gainesville as Tennessee could not handle Colin Castleton down the stretch. The man who is half Bond villain, half Rocky foe, goes for 16 in the second half. Four points of the half, you're containing him, and we just let him take over down the stretch. Very sad. Um, nothing from Tip Triple J tonight. Nothing from Phillips. Nothing from Key. Nothing from any of the bigs aside from Camwa and even – Olivier was inefficient, I would say, going uh, four of 13 from the field. I believe he made all his field goal attempts in the first half. So just not a good effort defensively, offensively. Uh, even our special teams were uh, killed on a night when Sunbelt Billy was in the house making interesting hand motions on national television. Bear. That sucked. Your thoughts? I mean, it was just one of those nights, man. That's the last time we saw uh, this version of Tennessee basketball was a Michigan game in the tournament. And you go out and you shoot, you shoot that cold, and you don't play defense the way we normally play defense, especially our bigs. I mean, a Castleton guys. No, I mean, we made him look all world. So, uh, that's. I mean, that's always been whenever when we've talked about Purdue so far this year and seeing them. I don't want any part of Zach Eady. If 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 that's as good as we can do against the big, because Castleton's not even he's not on the same level as somebody like an Eady. But it just a real disappointing night. But you know. It's like the great Will Warren tweeted out, there's six weeks left in the regular season. So a lot of basketball to be played, and you can't put too much into the loss and just try and get it get it back together. You got a Auburn team that wailed on Georgia tonight coming in Saturday. Let's bring Davey Hudson from Outkick in here. Davey, we have one loss to me this season that is, you know, totally understandable at Arizona. The other three Colorado at home against Kentucky and tonight were games where for whatever reason, I just feel like the team, the fans felt overconfident coming in. I mean, I looked at some Florida message boards. They felt like they had no chance coming. This is not a very good Florida team, particularly offensively. And they go out there and shoot 44% against this great defensive team that Tennessee has. You can't tell me that's anything other than underestimating them and not coming ready to play. 
Yeah, a big part of it is not coming ready to play. You look at it, in the first 10 minutes of this game, Tennessee had six points. That goes to show you they're not up to snuff. I, I wouldn't say that this game is one like it's a, there's no reason you should lose this game, but there is no reason you should lose this game the way we did. And it's where you let them score 40 points in the second half alone. I know some of that was kind of like down the stretch, but I mean, they were missing their free throws there late, but we just did not get off the bus. It was a, a bad look. It's one of those that, I mean, it's going to leave a, a bad taste in your mouth when you look back on the season, no matter how you finish, you're like, all right, you go down there, even if it's a close loss, you're like, that sucks. But just, I mean, you get beat by 13 points, only score 54. Uh, it's frustrating. There's no other way of saying it. And, yeah, we let Castleton have his way there late, and he was able to take over the show. And whenever you have your guys shoot like they did, all the guys that, again, we don't have that one guy you can go to, but we know all the guys that we might rely on, they weren't scoring tonight. So that's where uh, the biggest issue came there. And the the other thing for me on this one is, I mean, it makes Alabama a must win. And if you do want to look for a silver lining, Alabama looked like shit on Saturday. And then they came back and had their biggest win over an SEC opponent in the history of the conference, uh, at least for them. So I don't know, maybe that is a silver lining if Tennessee's able to bounce back. Uh, whenever Auburn comes to town, I'm not going to expect a 58 point win over them, but we'll see what happens. Next up for Tennessee, a home game Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. tip against Auburn. Bruce Pearl is in town. Auburn is ranked number 25. I think we all agree they're a better team than Florida. Tennessee will have home court advantage, obviously, and hopefully they come ready to play. It's uh, kind of frustrating when you've got a team this good with this high a ceiling that I'm not going to say consistently doesn't come to play. I mean, they're 18 and four, but. Um, it's kind of a recurring theme here this season in at least three of the four losses. Very frustrating. All right, let's uh, get right to it here. If you want to talk on it, you want to speak on it, just request to speak when we come to you. Turn your microphone on and let her rip. CW18 is next. What's up, CW18? Hey, guys. Um, obviously not the result we wanted. A um, couple things I took away from the game, you know, is – we just um, – we don't have a dominant offensive player anymore. I mean, we, we got guys that like to come off the ball, curl screens. Uh, we don't have that Kennedy Chandler create your own shot type of guy anymore. Uh, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, we don't have those type of players anymore. Um, you know, our defense is probably better than it has been in those teams, but uh, we're, we're lacking severely in the offensive department, and I think it's only gotten worse uh, over, over the course of time. Um, we've got some good shooters, I think, when they're, when they're hot. Um, but when they're not, we don't have a guy that can just create his own shot. Like, we, we just don't have that anymore. Um, that's kind of frustrating. And, you know, something else I kind of took away, um, i seen somebody else comment about it on, on Twitter somewhere. But, uh, you know, their atmosphere down there, you know, as, as much as it pains me to give them any credit, but having their fans there, right there on the – on the court, I mean, that's something that we've definitely got to look into for, you know, for Thompson Bowling. I mean, that's that's a game changer to me, you know. Yeah, yeah we talked about that recently uh, about, you know, Russ. And Ty, what was your idea, Russ, to knock down the concrete wall and just get everybody down onto the floor closer? Yeah, I mean, I would like to see the seats a little bit closer to the floor at Thompson Bowling. 
if I were it's AD, not- I would tear down this wall, Mr. Gorbachev. I mean, I was watching that Texas game over the weekend, their new place, and it, it's just incredibly uh, loud and just looks a lot more intense with everybody just sitting right down there on top of you. What, one other thing I did notice was, you know, even over Rick Barnes' tenure at Tennessee is when teams full-court press us, we don't play very well against that. We, we seem kind of un, unorchestrated, for lack of a better word, against that. And uh, obviously, uh, either by pure luck or by good design or coaching, whatever it was there, Florida played extremely well against that, um, better than a lot of teams I've seen um, against full-court press. And so, you know, it, it just makes me wonder, do we do we not practice that? Like, or do we just not get it? Or, like, what what is the deal there, you think? I'm sorry, uh, as far as the inbounds offense? Yeah, like, so, yeah, like, so, like, when a team full-court presses us. Oh, you know, and and we're we're trying to react, get the ball up the floor, and, and and you know, and get into our offense. We don't seem to play very well against that when teams historically have done that to us. And you know, Florida, it seemed like second nature for them right there when we 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 full court pressed them, and it was just like bam, 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 bam down the floor. You know, yeah. it was like we've they never exactly been, We've never been a good pressing team under yeah. Barnes. It's a it's a half court team and. Man, yeah. we just when that game was out of reach, it just got desperate. And I think what it was a six point lead that after the Vescovy, you know, getting fouled on a three of the first time, we eke it out. It's like 44 38, and you feel like we're in control of the game. I think there's 10 minutes or so to go at that point. And man, we just went to sleep on them. Really frustrating. I, honest to God, fully at that point, man, I was expecting, I was like, all right, now we're going to. We'll just put it on cruise, get up to, you know, get up above 10 and like we've seen him do, but uh, they just ice cold. What was that run at the end? 17 to two. But, and it was so the, it sucks to lose, but it was going to be such a good win, man. It was going to be so fun to like have them get out to that big lead and then come back and just take it from them and walk out of there comfortably and to fall apart like that. Really disconcerting. Uh, good stuff, CW. Anything else, man? Um, last thing is it kind of felt to me like a like a you know, Tennessee Florida football game. It just felt like from the start that we were getting it was it was felt just like that. It, it was like PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, but, not a good time, Bob. All no. right, man. Thanks, Davey. Any thoughts on our first speaker of the uh, evening? I mean. If he was talking about, I didn't think we were that bad against the press. That's what he was going at. I kind of had to step out for a second. But, I mean, we're not trying to do a whole lot in the press. They had one sequence, I know what he was referring to, where they just were able to break it super easily, got that layup. Um, I don't know, man. It just, like, kind of said it before, it just looked like they were playing with a lackadaisical style tonight. And you can't afford to do that on any night in the SEC. And we came out here, and I'm – Really, at this point, just interested to see how they respond because if they don't come back from this and realize, like, hey, we got to do better, it's going to be a long rest of the season. This is a big game coming up Saturday against Bruce, man. You lose two in a row, and, I mean, I'm, you know, people are going to – I'm not going to say lose faith or or hope, but there's going to be a little bit of here we go again. 
you know, have the same tired criticisms of Barnes. And I'm not going to say it's going to be toxic or anything, but the atmosphere will change quickly yeah. if they don't win Saturday. And that's, uh, to me, that that's absolutely asinine. I mean, it's just dumb as hell for, 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 for it to turn that quickly. I mean, we're, so what are we now, 18 and four? Yes, yeah, seven and two in conference. Where the, you know, I, Withrow just tweeted out, your boy, uh, I didn't realize this, we're the 10th number number two ranked team to get upset this year. It's the most in AP they showed history. That during the game is the third in a row. Like the last three weeks, the team that's been number two is Alabama last week, Kansas the week before, and now us three weeks in a row. The team that's uh, number two has been defeated that week. Yeah. The curse so, of number two. I mean, everybody just needs – was tonight bad? Yeah. I mean, it was shitty. I'm not going to lie about it or act like I'm not – up, upset about the outcome of the game, but damn. Well, you know? I, I'm just projecting forward again. You know, it, this Auburn game is so big because it is going to be a bitter pill for all of us to swallow. I think if you go from having this conversation about trying to get a one seed for the first time in program history to two game losing streak, I mean, that pretty much, I'm going to say, shuts it down, but it makes it very difficult. I don't know. Coming off a three-game losing, and I realize they're Kansas, but they're coming off a three-game losing streak. I mean, we were in it last year. We had a we had a five-game winning streak, then we had a loss, and we went on that damn tear. So everybody needs to buck up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there'll be a lot of overreacting I mean, from this. I just harp back on the fact you didn't show up. I just want to see some life in the next game. Whether uh, I think they should beat Auburn, I think we match up well with Auburn. But the thing for me is I just got to actually see that energy in the team play with what we saw on Saturday where they were just completely locked in. And you could tell tonight a uh, little bit of a hangover game from that, and they got their ass beat. With that, and Florida does is the number 10. I don't know which. so damn many different things. that They were talking about the broadcast. They're the number 10 is it defensive efficiency yeah. uh, team in the country. So – I mean, they came out and they shut us down. We had one of our shitty shooting nights. I mean, it, you know, and just the, it, a lot of it, the big thing with me, it just brought back a lot of bad memories from Michigan. I felt like it was real similar the way it played similar out. Similar to Michigan, similar to Kentucky tonight, Colorado. I mean, these losses have similar threads. I mean, where did, where did Vesky end up at? I mean, he had. You know, he, he got was gifted six points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gifted. He wasn't yeah. gifted shit. He's a crafty little bastard. No, Both of he, he pulled the uh, kid from it's, Purdue. He pulled. He's back clever, on but first those fouls. No, you're both right. I mean, he he didn't play well. He's two of twelve from the field. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't play well. Um, I will give him credit for pulling that stunt. And the other one, he jumped into the kid, but I mean, he he was not. I mean, it was basically a no show. And then, you know, when Zakai has his bag, is when Zakai, I felt like Zakai was pressing yeah. tonight. Times, and if if you put, and and that's on the other guys, man, they got to step yeah, up. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's taking some bad shots early in the shot clock, but damn, like, who else do you want shooting? I mean, tr Triple J is. I love the guy, but uh, he's, you can't depend on him. Uh, Key's yeah. non-existent at this point. Phillips is a freshman. Like, 
if and, if Vescovy and, disappears, then it's Ziegler and Campbell. That's all we got. See, and that guy was, you know, Florida's face guard him just like the just, you know, when the book got out on him last year with Michigan and everybody's face guard him now. But there were several times tonight where he had an opening. He could have gotten his shot up and he picked he you know dribbled into the pack. some open threes and if he never shoots one of those inbounds you know fading away threes again that'll be just fine baseline golly so um i don't think the dudes look very good the past two games i know that whole deal happened in practice but whatever happened with that whatever happened there let's get court in here next yeah. what's up court uh, what's up guys is anybody else worried about finding a uh, long team in the tournament? Because Florida's a pretty decently long team with a decent big, and uh, it did not go well. Lots of things worried me about the tournament court. That is one of many. Yeah, I, I don't know. The offense was abysmal. Uh, Castleton had pretty much whatever he wanted on anybody that was down there. The big man didn't play worth of shit on either end of the floor besides Olivier, I guess, but even then. And the worst part about it to me was it was a nine-point game or something like that with three minutes left. And for some reason, the number two team in the country goes into panic mode and starts just chucking up horrible threes. Court, I got to stop you. Are you watching South Park right now? Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> just had it playing as background music. Is it a good episode? <laughs> Yeah, I turned down. I thought it was your kids or something. I, I didn't want to say anything. No, no. Like, Damn, dude. Turn on your TV. Yeah, dude. I had it playing uh, in the background. Sorry. Well, it's uh, it, it's disappointing, man. And as much as we make about the offense and the lack of shots and shooting twenty eight percent from the field, um, thing Barnes will harp on, and we know this about him, and he's right is we let Florida shoot 44%, a team that I think was ranked in the 100s in Kim Palm offensive efficiency. We let them shoot 44%. That's not that's not this team's identity. It's not Tennessee basketball. So that's what's got to be fixed first and foremost. We know this team's going to struggle offensively sometimes, and that's probably what's going to doom us uh, ultimately is having one of those nights. But if we don't play defense like we typically do, then – it's all moot. It doesn't matter because that's what this team is built on. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, I kind of – it's felt like a trap game going in because we're going into Florida. And like we were talking about earlier, I think their court's set up a lot better than TVA is. So, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. I mean, that's a loud crowd and you get on a 15 – the back end of a 15-0 run, it's just, it's hard, especially that one they had late. Yeah. And when well, you, get the, you get the lead at some point, I forget which point, but they were up by like four or six or something like that. and I mean, it just went all to hell from there, man. So it's just, I don't know. I try not to think too much about regular season games, but if that's any indication of what a longer team is going to look like for us when we play uh, in the tournament, then I do have my worries about another round of 32 exit. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we got to find a way to beat Auburn Saturday. I mean, that's just – we're playing for seeding right now, and uh, you can't let this one bad loss turn into a win streak. It's quad one loss. I mean, you lose to Florida on on the road. That's – it's not going to ding you too badly, but you got to take advantage of the opportunity to get the quad one win on Saturday to even it out. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Court. Hang in there, bud. Get back to South Park now, man. <laughs> smile on your face. Have a few laughs, you know? Yeah. All right. See y'all next time. Go All balls. Right, Thanks. I'd probably need to go back and watch. I'm not sure how much their length impacted our shots because when you look at it, we were crashing the offensive glass. I mean, we out-rebounded them on the offensive end 18-5. to five. So we were having multiple opportunities for second-chance points. We just – couldn't finish. They had, That's what it amounted they, to. They had and, seven blocks, and I felt like they altered a lot of shots. There's a lot of penetration okay. by Ziegler and Vescovy where they would normally take a shot and just, like, didn't even try. And then uh, Ziegler had at least two just a very un-Ziegler-like horrendous turnovers when he got all the way down in there and realized that, you know, if he tried to put anything up, he was going to eat it. So, and he ended up trying to make some crazy pass that yeah. is two times went straight out of bounds. So Castleton's a nice um, player, man. I mean, that he's an NBA guy. I mean, that's going to be like, you give them credit. We're going to face more of those like previous speaker said, and you gotta, you gotta have a plan. You gotta be able to win in different ways. I mean, you can't just expect to play to out talent people. Well, I think the different way tonight was just to actually hit some of your shots. You go five of 25 from beyond the arc. It's going to make things difficult. And when you're shooting that bad, it's not like it's going to make them ex- extend out whenever they are doing well in the paint defensively. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, here's my question. How is it that we usually can pretty – we've pretty much kept – about as good as anybody kept Oscar Toshibwe contained, but – you know, we'll get up against like a Hunter Dickinson or this kid tonight or whoever, and they just eat us alive. And just, it doesn't, I mean, that, that guy, that's who ran us out of the damn gym was that kid. He didn't do shit in the first half. Nope. Nope. He did not. Very frustrating game. So, but, Got a chance to uh, reset and get it all, get ready to go for Saturday. Let's talk to T-Rex up next. What's up, Rexy? Does anybody else feel like this is just exactly what's going to happen in our second game of the tournament? Not the second game necessarily, but uh, the third or fourth, I'm afraid, yes. I just... I feel like this is just a hundred percent exactly what happens. It's like I think Bear is almost same for me. It's like a big guy comes in and just destroys us, and it makes absolutely no sense because Euro should be the worst bruiser out there. But here's, uh, yeah, he's not. He had no business. I, I, that guy abused him. Well, that's because Castleton's able to use a lot of finesse in his game, and that's where we kind of see the athletic. Um, or the lack of athletic ability impact your... I do think the yeah. game turned when we went with the two bigs. And I'm surprised. I, I'll have to 
I'm not going to go back and look, but I would be interested to know <laughs> if we did that at all in the first half. I don't think we did. And that's when the Texas game turned is we went too bigs a lot and it was working for the, uh, like I thought Urosh was actually playing pretty well until the last 10 minutes or so of the game. It just totally fell apart, but we made our run midway through the second half to take the lead when we were playing Urosh and Kamwa together. So I don't know, man, I just go back and forth on it. Like is small ball, our best lineup, or are we better to, two bigs i think you you're best best off being able to do both but it was frustrating because it felt like the game was beginning to turn and then it went away and we tried to go small and that didn't work and and when well i just go ahead i felt like we were playing to their style the entire game and that's to your point about like which would work better well if we're controlling the pace we're setting the tempo of how we want you can kind of have maybe a mismatch here or there where you're you're actually in control. And we weren't in control tonight. Todd Golden um, did a good job. I mean, like, if that's a situation where little Mikey White's still coaching, I, I feel confident with that game. But they came in with a good game plan. We didn't show up, and yeah, they took advantage. What was Sunbelt Billy doing with his finger? <laughs> I think he was, was that... his, his boys a birds and the bees talk there, it looked like. Okay, I was I wasn't quite sure we were at that that stage, but I guess we're at that stage of the Sunbelt Billy career. They had some uh, interesting. Uh, how about White Chocolate, who's I think only a couple years older than me, looking like he's damn sixty over there. He looked older than me. What happened? I didn't realize. It. I completely forgotten chocolate played in florida for that one year i thought he played there a couple of years he uh i, I did not know that he was committed the to 97 barnes. 98 season i didn't realize he was committed to barnes at providence that was a great I mean, take about one out. of the talk about one of the all-time great twists of fate i mean can you imagine like rick barnes would have coached all that flair out of him in one season they probably would have clashed he would have transferred but, um, man, you talk about one of the all-time great highlight reels, Jason Williams, back in the day. Did he go to Rand? Yeah. That's what I mean. He was best. He was, He's on that 30 for running 30. Running with, with Randy Moss. Okay, that's what I thought. That's, that's incredible that the fact that that town's able to have those two players come out of it. It's incredible that that high school was able to stay standing after those two went through there. You don't act the way the two of them act. I mean, that's not an act. I mean, you imagine having those two knuckleheads in a high school, dealing with that Damn all the time. Ignorant, dumbassery. Well, I'll get out of here. But I'll just say that I just hope the team looks like they would just have a little more fun because it seems that way. They just come out so tense on a road game, and that's probably how Barnes coaches them. And I get it if people want to be defensive-minded, you need focus. It's kind of the opposite of the run-and-gun three. But if they had just been having fun out there, you saw, like, Phillips just smiling, like throwing up wild shots, hitting a bunch of threes, how would that have not been an option, like, to call that play? You know, we call, like, audibles at football, say, you know, call the wild run-and-gun, everyone have fun, because we can't win doing this tonight. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't want to offer too hot a take in the immediate hours after the loss, but I do wonder, like, what you look at. Maybe there's a policy of voluntary reaction. It's that is true. forgiven that in is 24 true. hours. Maybe I should just let it rip. But I, I just wonder, like, what is their their game routine? Because you're right. Like, they come out, and I don't know if they're just tired because they've over prepared, and they're traveling and all that stuff, or if the hostile environment is getting to them or or what but man it's- it looks like barnes has just been in the back and just beat it and cussed them out <laughs> which we know not to be true of course not but <laughs> uh you don't you don't have to you don't have to use profanity to to, to really choose chew somebody up you know just because barnes doesn't cuss anymore doesn't mean that Philip Rivers. I think he does. Where his eye starts twitching. I mean, you don't want to be on the receiving end, getting talked to by some older dude like that. Where's the Where's the hype man? Where's the engine room man? When When Ziegler comes out and you know he's not doing his thing, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, because we the biggest the biggest issue I see with this team is a lack of like elite ball hand. We've got one guy that I consider to be like an elite ball handler. That's part of the reason we have trouble breaking these presses. And there have been Barnes teams that were bad. Jordy, uh, Jordy Bowden and that bunch could could get it in bone, and those guys could bust a press. But, you know, when you've just got Ziegler, and they all kind of act like they don't know what the hell to do with the ball, it's like get it up the damn floor. You know, you got to take what they give you. You just got to get it across the damn line, and they're always looking to get it back to Ziegler, and then – other teams are just seem like they're keying on just trying to get him trapped. Anything else, Rex? That's it. Go Vols. Right, man, appreciate you. Thank you for jumping in here, getting to quite the queue going right now with the uh, speakers here. So try and get things moving along. Let's talk to Luke. What's up, Luke? Luke. Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, Bear, I wanted to touch on your point earlier uh, when you were talking about the bigs and how you know we seem to be able to contain Oscar pretty well. But then you guys, you have guys like Castleton and then um, Dickinson from last year. I think from just from an outside perspective, just watching the games, it seems like our bigs have trouble with guys who can who are savvy and can take them off the dribble. Um, it seems like anytime we're playing a stretch big that can kind of space the floor, it obviously opens things up in the lane. And I think that I think that kind of has a little bit to do with it because Oscar, he's more of just kind of a, he doesn't really have much of a, you know, back to the basket type of game. He's more of just a get, you know, get a uh, bunch of cleanup points um, and, you know, attack the attack the glass. But just, yeah, from that perspective, it looks like, that is what our bigs have trouble with. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion on something. Um, when it comes to seeding in the tournament, I've talked about this with a couple of buddies. It, and it seems like it's kind of been a, an, a common effect in the last few years. Being a one or a two seed, in my opinion, can seem, I mean, it's it's nice because when, you, when you're talking scratch, yeah, you want to get the worst, I mean, you're going to play an eight or a nine or a seven or a 10, but if you're a three or a four, we've seen so many years where like even a four seed 
they're going to play a 13 seed in that first round game. And then that 12 team will upset the five. So sometimes it just kind of depends on the luck of the draw, but what are you guys, how do you guys feel like, would you, would you be more comfortable being a one or a two? I mean, like I said, on, on paper yes. and on, on scratch, you're probably more likely going to play a lesser opponent in the second round. Yeah. Well, and you look at Barnes's history, Davey, like he does so much better being the higher seeded team. Like his record is terrible when he's the lower seeded coach or team. I agree with that. I think a big part of it's matchups. And I mean, typically the higher you are, the better yeah. off the matchups will be. <laughs> Newsflash, you play, uh, you're usually better when you're the better team, that you have a better chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, analysis. I, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just, you know, sometimes, again, it usually depends on the luck of the draw. I mean, I've seen there's been a handful of teams that, I've been that in that three or four spot and they, they luck out because, you know, there's an upset in that first round and they draw a better opponent yeah. or a, a lesser opponent in the second round. Yeah. Uh, well, the frustrating part with Barnes, though, is, I mean, a lot of these losses are the double-digit seeds. You look at yep. Loyola Chicago. You look at Oregon State. You look at Michigan last year, even though I don't necessarily think they were, should have been an 11 seed. But, I mean, you're losing to teams that aren't even technically in the top 30 teams in the country. <laughs> And that's where it's just frustrating. Yeah, ab no, absolutely. And so, but I, I think at the end of the day, guys, it's just going to come down to just make, making shots. I mean, it, we, you guys have spoken on it a little bit tonight. In three of our four losses this year, uh, Colorado, Kentucky, and tonight, um, it's just got guys are just missing shots. And I know there's a lot of Barnes bashers out there, and I get that, especially when it comes to tournament time. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to trust you know, from the proof is in the pudding. But when it comes to March Madness, you just got to have – it comes down to guard play. And I think this is a team – you know, I've said throughout the course of the year, I feel like this team is going to go as far as Zakai Ziegler can take us. Um, but you see a night – like tonight, it makes you question, like, Santi, Triple J. Um, I think Phillips, I wish we would incorporate him in the offense more. And then what? what's up with – what's up with Keith? I mean – what do you, uh, as far as Tyree Keefe, it feels like early in the season, he was going to be a pivotal part of this offense. Um, and it just seems like as over the, as the season has progressed, it is just, it, he's almost became non-existent in the offense. What do you guys think on that? Doesn't seem like he has a lot of confidence right now to me. Just doesn't seem like he's, you know, if shooters are, you know, supposed to be out there hunting their shot, you know, trying to, Look for a bucket, and like he doesn't appear to really want to do it. And man, uh, it's just a, a confidence thing right now. For I don't think anybody looked particularly confident out there tonight. Yeah, well, who knows? Hopefully, we can you know get a bounce back against Auburn Saturday. There's a lot of lot of ball to be played uh, left this season, so you know it's. But again, it's frustrating because you know you look at last year. They always talk about getting hot at the right time, and I, what a lot of people could argue, we were the hottest team going into the tournament last year. So that just kind of builds on the frustration. But I guess it's a wait and see approach, and uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'll hop off here. I know you guys got some got some guys requesting, so um, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the time tonight. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate you jumping in. 
Jason is up next. Let's see if we can connect with Jason. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, doing well. How are you? Awesome. Hey, I was at the game tonight. I drove, drove three hours. Oh. Got kids out of school today. Oh. Jason, you answered your call with saying awesome when asked how you were, and you did not sound sarcastic. Yeah, well, that I, I was very, very sarcastic. Um, listen. That okay, I expected way more of an engaged Florida fan base. They were non-existent until they went up right there with like three minutes, you know, four minutes to go. Then they finally came alive. That was the least engaged Florida fan base I think I could have ever imagined. Well, that broad right behind the two announcers was engaged. <laughs> <laughs> You you didn't get to see the the TV broadcast, Jason. There was some some uh, I, I don't know some battle axe like right behind <laughs> the announcer just screaming, just taunting our players. And she they, said did they move her. Said Ziegler looked like a little girl running around oh. out there. She was talking. She's telling Urosh to shut up. I mean, you could hear she's just screaming. You could hear everything she said. It's an outrage. Um, well, we just looked flat and I got to tell you guys, I was sitting over, uh, in the, uh, right next to the family section and a uh, pretty good contingent of players, families there tonight, but the body language from them was telling, like you could just see like that, <laughs> uh, they knew early and throughout the game that this one probably wasn't going to go our way. And it's almost like they, they knew something. I don't know. But, oh, you're man, talking we about just, we, Tennessee's we, players' parents. Yeah, oh. Yes. Yes, ab- absolutely. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was definitely interesting. But uh, we just couldn't throw it in the ocean. I mean, you know, defensively, I felt like we played well, except for, man, Euros was getting worked by that big joker. And – we just had no answer, you know, for him, really. I mean, I, and I just – I couldn't tell, you know, in the second half offensively for us, there was a couple plays where it looked like we didn't get the whistle. Uh, um, I mean – There were one or two, like, questionable calls, but I didn't think that had much of an impact on the game. Yeah, it could have been I perfect mean, to fish game. We're losing that one regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you shoot 19 for 68, that's not going to win you basketball games. There were a couple of but man, they, plays where I thought our guys were in position to take a charge, and they gave it to Florida. They they called a blocking foul. Triple J had one. Yeah. I think uh, Phillips yeah. had one. I think Phillips had one, yeah. too, yeah. Well, I, uh, I was really proud of my 15-year-old son, uh, you know, walking out of there with Tennessee gear and just everybody letting us have it. And man, he, he talked, he talked some crap with the best of them. I, I was really proud of him. Tell him, uh, big Josh and the boys will be down there in September to hang half a hundred on their ass. He was letting them have it, but and we'll be back down here uh, in September huh. and we'll see what happens then. He was wearing them out. 
So, but uh, nice. no, it was uh, it was it, it was really disheartening uh, just to watch. I mean, it was painful. It, that was a painful performance. I mean, Key looks awful. He looks lost. Um, Phillips just doesn't seem like he's been incorporated into the offense at all, which I, I just don't understand. But um, man, we're gonna have to do something quick. Um, burn that tape and just move on. And, and, uh, but man, that, that's kind of rinse and repeat. And, uh, I just think it's interesting. February one, uh, closer we get to March, we're starting to look like that. So I, I just, I have no answers for tonight, but, uh, I appreciate you guys. And, um, I'm going to listen for the next three hours or however long y'all do it. It ain't going to be three hours, Jason, but you drive careful, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good night. Three hours. I mean, damn. St. Football. I mean, it's important, but just saying. Let's be real here. That had to be a tough one to be a Tennessee fan in those stands. What's up, Gage? Hey, how's it going? Eh, not great. No, not at all. I just got to say, man, I'm coming off as a negative off, but how can you expect this team to make a run in March? Ziegler would have to play six perfect games for us to win in March. Six perfect games. Well, I mean, you say that about just about every team. I mean, there's only one national champion, and usually they've played six close to perfect games. So... Uh, yeah, but they usually have better guard play, I feel like, to help out. When Ziegler's not on, I just don't feel like we have a chance. Yeah. You know, somebody's else, somebody else is going to have to step up. I mean, it is what it is. I don't think we can – you know, Ziegler's not a 20-a-night guy. It was cool that he had 20 against Texas, but you can't expect that out of him. Um, he's got to be a setup guy, getting other people involved and stuff like that. Yeah, he can make a big shot from time to time, but – to me, he's he's not a takeover guy. The the only guy that I think I guess Camwa can take over from time to time, but Julian Phillips can can take over, but is we just haven't seen that with any sort of consistency. No, they don't seem to want to incorporate him into the offense. I just don't think he's very aggressive whenever he is on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's another issue for it. I, I think so. He, Whenever he has taken over, though, he seems to have more of like a, oh, he had a quiet 16-point kind of night. Um, so, uh, and I mean, this might make a lot of people happy. If, if he doesn't feel like his offensive game is good enough, I, I he could come back for a second year. I still think he's going to go, but he definitely needs to work on that area. I uh, can't remember what it was, but they were kind of like breaking down the top defensive players, and he ended up being one of the best. So, we'll see what happens. And, and um, yeah. As far as I heard a couple of dudes come on and talk about Tyreek Key, watching that exhibition against Gonzaga, I thought for sure Tyreek Key was going to be a major contributor this year. But he just looks like he's lost all confidence in his shot. We thought he was going to be a game changer, Gage. He's disappeared. You can't find him with a search warrant. It's sad, man. I get tired of watching these 10-minute field goal droughts. It, it's really disheartening when you when you think you had the team to make a run in March and they 
and they show this against Colorado, a mediocre Kentucky team, and another mediocre Florida team. You know, the Arizona game, that was a tough game on the road, and it was a good game. I'm not going to hold that against them. But those are three teams that were not on your level, and you let them punk you. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. We've officially reached the cutting portion of tonight's voluntary reaction. Please put away the sharp objects if you are uh, particularly down about tonight's loss. Gage, uh, hang in there, buddy. Long way to go. A lot of more games. Anything else this evening? No, sir. You guys have a good one. I appreciate you letting me get on there. Thanks for jumping in, my man. Appreciate it. Let's get the known dullard in here next. Known dullard has been known to get the spinning wheel of death sometimes. Hey, guys. But it looks like we've got him tonight. What's up, dullard? Well, I'm uh, I'm just chilling. I remain in the pool of prosperity, trying not to uh, not trying to let the Barnes bashers. Hey, we're we're uh, so good in football. We're so good in football, known dullard. We don't even have to sign anybody on National Signing Day. That's how cool Josh Heupel is. Look, man, we're we're cool as a cucumber. Um, I was I was just curious because. Uh, our very own Jake Miller was um, threatening to to pee into the pool of prosperity with his behavior on on Twitter, and uh, taking he's taking an L too. Oh no, he's making a fool of himself. Oh but, no, um, what's he done? What's, what, what is he, these young guys at the station, Davey? I mean, you didn't act this way. We've got two absolute buffoons, and Jake Miller and Adam Hickman soiling the good name of fan run radio. Um, I mean, you were good for a cold take every now and then, Davey, but you at least had respect for your coworkers. This generation coming up right now, I don't see it, man. I don't get it. I don't think it helps that they hang out um, outside of fan run hours. That's as well, a good you know? point. We need to split them up. Yeah. I don't know if it's just I mean, like outside and, and who they're hanging out with outside of fan run. It's like the idiot he spreads through osmosis or something. I don't know. Uh, it's, but. it's it's the idiot echo chamber that is Jake Miller, Adam Hickman, and Billy Stats. Billy Stats is a nefarious influence on those two young minds for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like Billy, like, I figured out really. Billy's always the ringleader. <laughs> I don't. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't get Billy. Is, Billy uh, not, Billy uh, statistics is the ringleader. I'm this, not lumping this, him in with him for the takes, but I'm not going to say he doesn't egg them on. So, anyway, uh, Jake, Jake was basically saying that uh, if we were actually a good team, then we would not lose on the road ever. So, I I got. I, I don't know, guys. I saw Alabama go to. I mean, that was at Norman, right? The game yes. the other day. And they got absolutely booty blasters. Big Orange Mac calls it. They got their back knocked out of it. I, I believe backs blowed out is the technical but, phrase. Yeah. They got their back blowed out by by the a team that I just saw. They flashed on the hey, screen. Man. They're down 11 to Oklahoma State. And they're not going to – they're not a tournament team. So. Purdue's lone loss of the year is at home to Rutgers. These things happen, man. Nobody's perfect. There's no perfect team out there. Um, I ask college basketball. Yeah. All right, I just want I wanted to bring some up. All right, you y'all remember? Of course, we remember Scotty Hobson, 
Brian Williams, J.P. Prince making the fabled Elite Eight run. I, I, wanna, I just want to read some off. All right, Janu- January 23rd, that team went uh, to Georgia, got their cheeks clapped, 78-63. to 63. Four days later, that team went to Vanderbilt, uh, lost by nine. February 9th, uh, played Vanderbilt again, got the cheeks clapped by 20. Uh, February 13th, went to Kentucky and lost. Lost at Florida on February 23rd. And then in the SEC tournament, lost to Kentucky by 30 points, right? Uh, 2018-2019, we got bent over a barrel and shown the 50 states by Auburn in the SEC tournament. And, like, you think that's a game where you, you know, sleepwalk through? It's the SEC championship game, right? So, like, that is basketball. So, I, I just don't understand, like... The overreaction. If, if, you, if you think that, that proof of losing one game means that, like, that's your evidence of why the team won't go far in March and, that, and therefore, like, the coach sucks then you're just a jackass. <laughs> like, that's, that, that, it's, I just... it's just, I mean, this is Barnes's eighth year, and he hasn't made it past the Sweet 16. If last year's team had made it to the Elite Eight, or maybe even the Sweet 16, I don't think there'd be half as much anxiety around some of these losses. But, and and I get it, man. I, I, I feel that same anxiety, because it's like, oh, man this is probably how the season is going to end at some point. It's like a horrible shooting night and it doesn't necessarily have to be against any sort of great team. So like, I I feel that too, but it's, it's basketball and it's about matchups. It's about draws. And there's a reason this team was ranked number two tonight. Okay. They don't suck. So let's uh, keep in mind the big picture. Yeah. Well, I think I think we just need to have Jake call Nate Oates and let him know that uh, since they got their cheeks clapped by Oklahoma and call Tommy Lloyd over at Arizona since they lost uh, by twenty at Oregon in January. That uh, look, if you if you lose a game in the dead of winter, then then you're fucked. So go ahead and hang it up. So see ya. Thank you, Dullard. Appreciate it. It's even worse when they double down. That's what Jake. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll have a talk with them. I'll reach out. Mentor them, please. We tried to talk reason to them. Maybe one somebody can, a little bit closer to their generation can have a greater impact. What's Houston do? That's a good point. That's what I said on Twitter today. It's like, man, come get your man. Fucking blames me is what he does. Apparently, it's my fault. I mean, Barrett, if you were out there bringing shame and disgrace upon the brand the way these two idiots are, you know I'd have a talk with you. I'd set you straight. Yeah. Houston and Nate, just talk about hands-off leadership. 
You think they're giving as bad a takes uh, uh, to people in the pool industry as they are to the people <laughs> on the airways? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> How do you deliver a bad pool take? What it, what it, what is that? <laughs> I'm just thinking of I'm just thinking of Beetlejuice from Howard Stern, like. All right, Beetlejuice, you dig a six-foot hole. How deep is that? Oh, about 20 feet. <laughs> oh, no, the, the deep end is always four feet deep. The, the diving board always goes at the shallow end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the sad part is they both started off on the draft. Yeah. Are you bearing your responsibility, I mean, you, Russell? Put it that way. Uh, quickly, I've I've washed my hands of them. Uh, like uh, like Trump says, I take no responsibility for anything. I mean, we called them out on it when they were on. I mean, it's not something new with these two. I mean, I kind of half, I'm not even halfway. I respect the hell out of their absolute refusal to back down. Let's get Justin Hanna in here. He's watching South Park, too. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, just uh, drowning in the pool of despair. Well, it's, you know. It was dug by Hickman and Jake. <laughs> yeah, look, I, look, I ain't going to get on here and defend Hickman, but... uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. He's had some horribly shitty takes over the years. I mean, but but y'all y'all lay off my boy Miller, man. I, I've I've been asked to defend him tonight. So, I mean, you know, he he's all right, Hickman. I mean, he's a dullard. <laughs> I mean, anybody that carries water for Tom Brady is a dullard. So, like I said, Jake, he's a okay in my book. Billy Stats, I ain't gonna defend him either. So. I, uh, y'all did good with Jake, though. Hickman, I don't know where you went wrong. Uh, it's best not to think about it, Justin. <laughs> spent too much time, I mean, like I said, you know, spent too much time, you know, hanging out with Houston here lately. So, uh, yeah, that's my league, yes. But anyway, guys, like this, I, you know, you talk being in despair and everything. I, 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 honestly, I, I'm used to it. It's, it's Rick Barnes basketball. That was at that in a nutshell tonight. I mean, like, how good is that Florida team? They might make the tournament. Uh, I mean, NIT at best, though, right? Oh, they just won their Super Bowl tonight. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, who who else besides us have they beat of note? I couldn't yeah, tell I you. Know. They were twelve uh, and mean, nine coming into this one. Yeah, I mean, so barely, just a little over five hundred. I mean, you know, all this talk about being a one. I got, I told some buddies, I said, we're, we're a three or four seed at best. The best wins against Missouri. Oh, and, and how good's Missouri? Mid tier of the SEC. So, I mean, I guess, like I said, we're a three or four seed team at best. If we do make a two seed, hell, we'll make it to, you know, Sunday and get put out by, you know, another Lola Chicago or some bullshit like that. That's just what Barnes does. I mean, that's that's all he's ever going to do here. He's never going to get. I mean, he might get you to another Sweet Sixteen, but he, he, the Final Four deal—that's just that's a pipe dream with him. The dream will never die, Justin. No, 
I'd love to see him. And look, I ain't going to sit here and tell you I'm going to bash you because I've met him. He's a very nice guy. Very, I mean, very friendly. But he just can't get it done. Uh, you know, that's, uh, I mean, if we're as good at teams as they are, we don't lose to a bullshit team like that tonight. Regardless, regardless if it's home or away. This is, I mean, this is easily the worst loss of the year. And no, there's no stop. Come on. I man. mean, you're, you're coming on, you're coming on here giving, I mean, you're basically you think this is a worst just reading Jake's tweets now. Colorado's a halfway decent team, ain't you? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I assume they were. This is not as bad as that loss to Colorado. I, well, I, I, when I see Colorado on my sports book, they're usually favored uh, you know, sometimes in games. I, Florida, I don't think they've been favored a whole lot in games this year. Colorado's 12 and 11 on the year, 4 and 8 in the Pac 12. Well, okay, so it's that's this second word. It's still a bad loss. Not good. It's not good. But uh, let's just stay, man. What are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just, uh, and, 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 just expect and, the worst. We're going to just tank the rest of the season. Damn it, Justin. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers. You pick yourself up off. You, you dust your boots off. You dust your bottom off. You sally forth and you keep going. You keep trying. Well, well I would like to do that, but then I realized they were playing Saturday, and I know he's smelling blood in the water after watching us tonight. Well, let's go out there and kick him in the dick. I mean, it's, uh, I, I would love to see that happen, but I just, I mean, I, I, I'm every year, y'all, y'all watch Mad TV, right? No. Back in the day? Y'all remember the date video, Lowered Expectations? <laughs> That's how I feel about Tennessee basketball every year going into it. And when I start getting my hopes up, something like this happens. Well, don't I get mean, your hopes up. Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's, it's permanently, I mean, I, it's just, you know. I, I, honestly, I'm starting by just betting. Whenever we're the favorite, betting on the underdog, so at least I win something out of it. So, I mean, guys, I, I, we're just we're, we're going a little too far. You can't live and die with every game of basketball season. I mean, for the team that wins that championship, you're playing 40 games a year. I know we've never gotten to that point. We struggle in March, and I'm not going to fault anyone for those arguments. Once we get there, right now, I mean, it's let's see how they respond. And, I, and I'm I'm the last one to be sheepy when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, and, and I'll say this now, you know, losing, yeah, losing Kentucky, so I can handle losing to Kentucky. I can handle losing to Arizona or something like that, but losing to this point when they're 12 hey. and 9 and their fans don't give a shit, oh, it's aggravating as hell. Look at this, this thought struck me earlier today, guys. Think about this for a minute. In two of these losses, we've come out flat against Florida and Kentucky. The, like, pro- the two probably biggest basketball rivals of the last 20 or 30 years, the, the games we always get up for. And we've been so much better or perceived to be so much better than them that we literally overlooked our two biggest conference rivals. I mean, that says something about the strength of the program to me. It also says that obviously those two teams are going through a little bit of a downtime, but um, it's, it, it's frustrating because that shouldn't happen, but it did. So, anyway. Well, well guys, I'm going to get out here a little bit. Real quick, uh, Russ, is there still any chance of us doing like a voluntary reaction for Milf Man before the season? <laughs> I still got to watch episode three. I've not seen it. Are you caught up? 
Bear's really missing that. It, it's such a delicious drink. I mean, it's it's so sleazy you can't turn away from it. <laughs> I mean, it's trash. It, it's trash TV. It, it is. I, I mean, I know that going into it. God drooling. Bear, you watch uh, NASCAR. Stop, stop talking down to us. Whoa, whoa, stop whoa, talking whoa, down whoa. to us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, I'm one of those NASCAR guys over bunch here. Of, so, I mean. A bunch of toothless yokels driving around in a circle with their IQs painted on the side of the cars. Oh my God. Yeah. I see Bear do something. I, I, I got to get out of here. So. Thanks, John. I'll see you. I think I left Justin Hannah speechless. First time for everything. That kind of that kind of stung him a little bit, didn't it, Bear? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Love you, Justin. And Milf Manor. If it doesn't win an Emmy, then there is no justice in this world. What's up, Matthew? Hey, guys. How we doing? Yeah, not great. Yeah, that uh, that's a tough loss to watch. I mean, Justin, I mean, I get it. It's the second worst loss on the schedule. But, you know, when you shoot 28% from the field, you're going to lose a lot of ball games, And you'd rather lose – I mean – no loss is a good loss, but if this shows you anything, what did y'all think defensively? I, I was actually very disappointed with how we executed defense today. I thought we played uh, nostalgic, especially when we pressed there at the end and they got that – I think we cut it to eight and then they got that layup right there at the end. I thought our defense was just piss poor tonight. What did y'all think? Sorry, Matt. I was having an issue with my mic. I, the defense, it was the, – the first half defense was good, but when the second half came and they were able to get on that run, that's just when everything's kind of went to shit. And I, I think another part of it, too, was I mean, we were giving them more opportunities because we just started jacking shots there in like probably like the last six minutes or so. And so it was just one of those things where it was more of a snowball effect, in my opinion, for the yeah. second half. Even after you got up, they just had that one run. And we just couldn't recover ever what, after. What I would really like to look at over the last three seasons, I'd really like to see what this team has done historically from the three-point range because I get you've replaced two assistants. And I like Rod Clark and Justin Ganey. I think they're great assistant staff members. But I'd really like to understand why we struggle as a team from at the guard position specifically at shooting the three-point. I mean, 20% tonight is just not going to get it done in March. And I know it's easier said than done oh, just shoot better, but I'd really like to see what the data says over the last three years because I just it seems like when Sakai is hitting him, he's a great guy. And I'm not putting this loss on Sakai Ziegler at all, uh, Davey. I just it's, – it's really bad when you've got guys coming off the bench like Tyreek Key going 0 for 2, and you've got Santiago Vescovi, who's arguably your best three-point shooter going, what, 1 for 6? I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean – Again, it it just seems like it's one of those things where it's if they're if one's off, they're all off kind of ordeal. And I mean, just looking at the season, I don't know if, if these stats have taken into account for tonight, but if you look at Tennessee's three point shooting guards, Tyreek he's shooting thirty five point six percent from beyond the arc, Scovy at thirty five point four, Josiah Jordan James at I know he's more of a forward, but we kinda play him at the guard some. He's at thirty five point three and then you got Zakai Ziegler at thirty four point three. So they're all right yeah. there. And it's it was just nobody was hitting yeah. tonight. I mean, you'd rather, I guess, have these games in March. And, you know, right now it sucks. I mean, a lot of people are pissed off. You've got blood in your teeth. You're pissed off. You lost your two biggest rivals in the conference. 
But, I mean, the goal is still there in front of you. You know, it's still right there. You got to yep. take care of Auburn. You know, I believe Auburn is at home this weekend, correct? That yeah, is correct. So, I mean, Bruce Pearl, I mean, hopefully this fires them up. I hate being a sheep right now, but I think the goal is still right there in front of you as a team. And you can still do a lot of great things. But the crazy thing is, and I'll hang up on this, is like this team could arguably make a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 or Final Four run, or they could go home in the first weekend. And that's the crazy part about this team. Like, they're so – that's my only pet peeve is they're not consistent in my eyes. And I, I don't know what it's going to take for us to, sh- to get out of these cold streak- streaky shots because I saw a stat line where Tennessee – when they do get a lead, they're one of the best teams in the country at holding that lead. But it just feels like when we start off cold, like Davey or uh, Russell mentioned earlier, it just feels like when we start off cold, players lose confidence, and then players start questioning that shots and start overthinking things. I, I'm not questioning Coach Barnes. I think he's a great coach. I think his window is getting smaller. I think you're going to have more and more reds when losses like this happen that are going to be questioning it. And they have good reason to question. There's no reason you should lose to Florida. There's no reason you should lose to a bad Kentucky team at home going into that. But I will say this. It's still early enough to where we can correct these things and hopefully make that run. And that's all I got to say. Thanks, Davey. You're welcome, I agree with a lot of it. That's not a bad Kentucky team. Was uh, What was this team ranked coming into the season? Like 15 or something? 12? Yeah. They're like 18th. So, I mean, they're kind of tracking on what it was. I was I – mean, people ripped me earlier. And I, I said this, like, I never thought of this as being a Final Four team. I thought that they'd probably take a little bit of a step back. And I feel like they've I overachieved mean, we, to some degree yeah, so far. Wrong. We, we, lost left our, left. Uh, we lost our starting point guard to the NBA. You know? I mean, nobody – and I'm not making excuses, but nobody – I didn't, you know, like you're saying, nobody expected us to be where we're at right now. Everybody, I feel like everybody tonight, this is the first time on a voluntary reaction, regardless of sport, sport where I, I'm like gobsmacked and how people are pushing the panic button tonight. We were 11th preseason and then we lost in week one and dropped to 22 but if it makes you feel any better the team that was preseason number one and the team that was preseason number four are no longer currently ranked and that's North Carolina and Kentucky see I mean tonight was a bad loss no doubt about it but it was an SEC road loss in early February Barnes after the game tonight said that he thought we lost our poise let the fact that we weren't making shots affect us, and we had some good looks at it that we didn't knock down. But their game plan was no different than anybody else we play. They're going to work hard at trying to take away the perimeter, force us into the mid-range with certain players, and see if they can make those shots. We just, again, we've got to get better offensively. And what this game, as much as any game we've played, we've got to get uh, connected on that end of the floor. So I think it's interesting that he led with the offense instead of the defense had given up 43%. Yeah, he whatever also, it was. Uh, you see the quote on Ziegler? No. He, Barnes on Ziegler. He turned down some shots. I don't care if he ends up shooting 30 shots a night. If the shot is there, he has wow. to take it. I thought he was going in and, let, and letting Castleton block it. Castleton just stands back there 
He's a one-man zone <laughs> at the rim. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I mean, I, I didn't feel like he, – he turned down some shots. Uh, him and Bescovy. He turned down that one at the end of the first half wide open that he should have yeah. taken. Yeah, he did. He damn near made that half-court shot. <laughs> he did, man. Uh, I'll call it. We would have won if that had gone in. You Probably. Know I know. We all know it. Actually, we don't know it, but it sounds good, so I'm sticking with it. You know, that idiot Hickman was just praying that thing didn't go in at that moment. Well, gentlemen, we wrap up this somber edition of the voluntary reaction. <laughs> this has been, I did not, I mean, I knew it was going to be a, a rough one. I did not expect like a paint melting edition of it like it has been at times. I want to apologize, guys. I let I let their performance impact my performance. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard after a stinker, man. We've had so few of them. I mean, the Kentucky thing is a little bit different. That that hurt more. I mean, this doesn't hurt as much as losing to Kentucky at home. Um. Oh, and Chris Lofton Bay. Yeah. No, that was purple. So, but the Texas win was sweet as hell, and we got a. You know, Brucifer and his boys coming in here Saturday with War Eagle Karen in tow. So I'm sure it'll be lively. I think she's coming back. Didn't she say she would never come back? God. War Eagle Karen, you know she's coming back. I'd be stunned if she didn't show up. And Mo Bruce would still crawl like Andy Duthrain through a mile of shit just to get this job back. You know it. Probably. I guess he Texas making a run on him. On Bruce? Man, that would be a good hire, wouldn't yeah. it? That would be a good hire. For oh, yeah. I, I see Bruce justifying it, too. I mean, he wants to coach at UT. He wants to wear orange. He wants to be in the SEC. You think, you think he'd wear a burnt orange jacket? Oh, yeah. He'd be obnoxious. For the Tennessee game? Really? really? If he sweats enough, that it'll just turn... You can just wear the same one. It'll just turn burn orange anyway. That's true. Oh, God. How weird would that be for Pearl to end up at Texas and playing us with Barnes and Tennessee? That if that's ever be happened before. Be completely like bizarre world. I feel like that's, uh, they've had some stuff like that happen between Kentucky and Louisville. I mean, and that's a much bigger rivalry than, than us. When's Kentucky and Louisville traded coaches? They passed Patino around, but like having the reverse of what it was in the mid two thousands would would certainly be strange. Uh, especially if both teams are still playing at the at that same level. I'd like another shot at Florida in the SEC tournament. Oh yeah. Get them in Nashville. So, lap them around. They were so. fired up for it. And they remember that shit from last yeah. year. That whole after the game. Yeah, it was it was chippy down there. I, I don't think like when you're number two in the country and you're beating everybody, you you know, you're getting everybody's best shot. I think our guys probably forgot about that and like 
there was a personal element to this game for them that wasn't there for us because they had, you know, Jatobo got his eye knocked out and all that stuff. So, uh, I mean, they, they should have been ready for it, but I don't think they were. You got to bring it every single night. Yep. All right, uh, fellers, any closing thoughts here? Either of you? No. Just regroup and get after Auburn's ass on Saturday is the only thing I got. Just can't let the snowball. And I promise to uh, to bring some energy on Saturday. Hopefully the team does the same. I, I hope so. Yeah, uh, four, 2 p.m. tip, so probably a 4 p.m.-ish start for voluntary reaction. We'll be back here Saturday, hopefully drinking from the keg of glory. Buck up, Vol fans. The cause endures. The hope lives on. The dream shall never die. For Bear Davey, I'm Russell Smith. Have a great rest of your evening.